welcome everybody to the rebirth of talking with tomcat uh podcast this is actually a new i would say reformatting of my old podcast so if you followed anything about my old podcast talking with tomcat it was more so about love relationships stuff like that and don't get me wrong it's still going to be more along those lines still but I'm going to change it and just give it more of a, a broader scope. So this will be the first installment of Say That Then. And if you know anything about living in an urban community across America, Say That Then is, is a term that's widely used. You know, when somebody says something and you agree with it or you're trying to believe it, something like that. So this will be the first episode of Say That Then. So. Let me just give you kind of like a brief background, brief history on why I did this. So I moved up here to the grandest of Forks, North Dakota, um, back in January. And I don't go out much. I don't talk a lot to people. I kind of stay in my apartment and just do my own thing, save money and try to stay out of trouble, you know, go to school, things like that. Well, there's a lot of things that go on in life that I, you know, I wish I could talk to about. I could talk to people about and stuff like that. And it doesn't necessarily make sense to talk to some of the people that I know because it's met with hostility. So I just kind of talk to myself about it. Well, with that being said, I decided one day, let me go ahead and get on this podcast thing and with Anchor and let me see what happens. So I did that. They allowed me to have the platform that I had to go ahead and make this uh, thing possible checked it here recently found out that there's actually people listening to it now I don't know if it's full length listens but people are actually listening to it and so I I felt that it was necessary that I should go ahead and um, make a continue to make more content so I did so I got my microphone I got my thing set up and I'm ready to go now like I said before this is still going to be that podcast where I, I bring in ideas of love and relationships and seeing how other people feel and their perspective on it. And like I said, I'm still going to bring that, but mostly it's going to be things that I see during the day. And I'm really trying to reach my people out in the, the urban communities, minority communities, and everything all in between. So to start this one off, since it's going to be, I'm trying to start something new. It's going to be more of a broad spectrum. Um, I'm going to title this one, um, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Right? What have you done for me lately? Eddie Murphy said it. You see it on TV and stuff like that. You have to understand that term and what it means. Like, what have you done for me lately? Now, we have a heated political climate coming up. We've had one since the uh, Trump election, and this isn't a Trump bash. I don't want anybody thinking that it's a Trump bash because that's not me. I'm not into bashing anybody unless you deserve it. But this is more so for you to think about. Now we have the primaries coming up in what, two months, I'd say? think it's like November October November I could be wrong excuse me if I'm wrong um but now that we have those primaries coming up 
all the politicians are going to start coming out of the woodwork and doing things that they have not done normally throughout the last, what, two years? Now, a lot of people during the whole Trump-Hillary election, that's really what it was, Trump-Hillary election, we all knew it. We knew it was going to happen. But throughout the whole election, a lot of the politicians made their stance with bashing Trump, right? They bashed Trump left and right in, in respects to Hillary to help her out and things like that, and that's perfectly fine. I'm okay with that. Hey, you got to win your race. Run your horse how you run your horse. But once Trump won, a lot of these politicians went back into their little hidey holes. Now, don't get me wrong. There were still the, the, the never Trump people on the Republican side, and there were the absolutely I hate Trump people on the left. Now, with that being said, we had a rough election year with him. We had a rough kind of out the gate with him. There's a lot of things that happened. not saying that he caused it, but just in the United States, a lot of things that happened. And you see some politicians get up on stage. Anywhere there was an opportunity to bash Trump, they got up on stage and, and promoted it, right? Fine. If, again, you have skin in this race or have skin in this political climate, go for it. But what you have to realize, and I'm talking to all my people, I'm talking to all Americans, but I'm talking to my people in the the immigrant community, the, the immigrant community, the black community, the illegal community, whatever community you claim to be a part of, the, the, the minority community in a whole. The people that are, that say they're for you, excuse me, what have they done lately for you? Just because they showed up at a meeting once in like six, six months, seven months, their schedules aren't that busy. What, have, what else have they helped within the community? For example, I'm from San Diego, California. And if you don't know where San Diego, California is, San Diego, California sits right at the bottom of the state of California, right on the Mexico border. Back in like the, I would say the 60s, 70s, and 80s, southeastern San Diego, where I grew up, was predominantly black. The, some Hispanic mixed in there. So the community, when you got off the freeway, when you got off the 805 heading south and got off an Imperial, it was predominantly black. From Skyline all the way down towards almost the Navy base. Then you keep going south. You head into a predominantly Hispanic Chula Vista National City, San Isidro, these type of areas. So that's just to paint that picture. Now, my people that live in neighborhoods that are like this, where have those politicians that said they were going to stand with you through all of this, where have they been since the election? Just think about it. What have they done? How much have you paid attention? Now, you may hate Trump, and there's a lot of people out there that hate this man, but let me tell you one thing. One thing, he got everybody talking about everything politics that never talked about politics before. Never. Never, not a once. But as soon as he was getting election, elected, excuse me, people started caring. And people started actually showing up and showing that they cared, right? But I digress. Let me come back. So 
in those communities, what have your officials done for you in these communities? What policies have they put in place for you? Now, are they going to start showing up in November because they want that vote for their party? That, see, that's the stuff you got to think about. Because if you, think of, if you think of the government like this, think of it like a car. The president is a figurehead. He is a symbol. He is, he is the BMW symbol right on the car or the Mercedes symbol on the car. That's it. He's nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, he goes and talks to dignitaries and shakes hands and stuff like that. But due to our checks and balances of our country, he can't really do a whole lot without somebody stepping on his toes and telling him he can't. But he's a figurehead. That's it. That is it. He has said some things. And some people agree with it, but they don't like the mouth that it comes out of. Just like President Obama has said some things that a lot of people agree with and don't agree with and they didn't like the mouth that it came but they liked the mouth that it came out of because as a symbol Obama was that perfect Mercedes-Benz BMW symbol you see what i'm saying so that's what the president is the house and the senate those higher up elected officials those are the engine they're supposed to go and fight and put fuel on the fire of everybody that's in the house of representatives to make things go we as the american people we're the tire we're the where the rubber meets the road we're the ones that drive america period we're the ones who live this day-to-day life we're the ones who live the struggles and all this stuff that these politicians claim they care about so you have to really think when it comes down to it how much do they really care about you how much do they really say that they care about your struggle for all my people that are um, in illegal statuses. How much do they really care? Not only do they care, but how much truth are they actually telling you about that? Because what they won't tell you is what will burn you in the end after you vote for them. Because you think that they could do this. They don't even know what they can do. They're not privy to a lot of information until they reach those offices. So you have to think really long and hard. This person that I'm behind, whether they be black, whether they be Hispanic, whether they be Asian, whatever, Muslim, whatever. What have you done in my community since the last time we saw each other? Let me give you let me give you another example. And if you made it this far in the podcast, hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know I can kind of ramble on a little bit, but thank you for sticking with me. So let me go ahead and and give you some give you paint a picture for you. So at this company that I work for during the election season, we got, you know, we handled Bernie Sanders. We handled Hillary Clinton. We handled a couple of other people. We handled Trump coming in. Um, So Bernie Sanders came in. Bernie Sanders looked just as old as he did on TV. He had his uh, staff with him. Most of his staff were about high, like high, like not high school. I'm sorry, college intern age. Um. So, when we receive these people, we usually see their itineraries just so we know when to prepare and when to see and expect them back, so we can have everything ready for them. So we seen his itinerary, 
and um, he ended up meeting with a young lady whose son was killed by Border Patrol agents. I think he was trying to cross the border, and he was just ganged up on by a bunch of Border Patrol agents. Now, I love anything law enforcement, respect, but it, you know how that went down, that young man didn't need to go like that. So, you know, respect to his mom and all that stuff like that. So he ended up talking to her. So on his itinerary, though, he had a meeting at Friendship Park. I'm, I'm, yeah, Friendship Park, if I remember that right. And if you don't know where that is, again, it's in San Diego, California. We're right up against the Mexico border. There's a uh, a park. It's in the Tijuana River Valley. And basically, you can go there and you can stand right up on the fence. And a lot of kids, when they have like Kids Day in Mexico or family events and stuff like that, they'll go up to the fence and meet with the parents that got deported. They'll eat lunch and stuff like that. See, they don't really, they don't shed the the fun, the, the light of that kind of thing on the, on the regular news. But you go and you could have lunch and meet with their families or whatever, right? Well, in his itinerary, it said that he was going to go drive down there. He was going to go stand on the fence. And this is direct from the manu- from the itinerary. He was going to put his hand on the wall, look down like he is sad and depressed and hurt about what's going on, take a couple of pictures, and leave to an event. Now just think about that for a second. That was a staged photo. That was completely staged. He it's not like they caught him in the action like he was really upset that this wall was here. It it's it it's it's not it was it wasn't like that, excuse me. It was a staged photo. After that, I completely lost all just confidence in him. Period. But again, that's what that's what it is during an election season. That's what it is. It's what the pitch is the picture they're painting to the American people. So if you had Bernie Sanders wanting to run again, Hillary Clinton wanting to run again, would you ask them, what have you done for my community lately? What have you done for Latinos? What have you done for black people? What have you done for the Asian community, any marginalized community, the Irish, damn it? Who, what have you done to these communities, for these communities lately? Yes, policies need to be enacted and stuff like that, and that's cool, and that's a that's a collective effort. But there's young leaders in America, no matter what race they are, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, whether they be Republicans or Democrats, they're out there. The youngsters are out in the community doing stuff for the community. Even if they're not in the spotlight, they're out there picking up trash. They're out there volunteering their time in these daycare centers. They're out there trying to figure out ways for single mothers and single fathers to, to pay for, for daycare and things like that. When life really matters, they're there. Not the people in suits that just show up for 20 minutes for a photo op and leave. So you have to ask yourself. And you have to ask the people around you that are going to be eligible to vote. You have to ask, first of all, 
the people that you put in your local governments, your city councils, your governors, your mayors, house of, uh, your representatives, state representatives have to ask, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for my community lately? Why should I put my trust in you? And you also have to understand that a lot of politicians don't you can't just help out one sect of people like a like President Obama never said it, but he can't just say I'm helping black people and black people only and then worry about everybody else. He can't say that. That's just not what the president can't say that you have to help all Americans, but you can enact some policies and find out where the policies are treated, people treat, getting treated unfairly and who it's affecting and change them that you can do. But if somebody's coming up to you and telling you, hey, I feel for you. I'm this for you. I'm here for you. OK, but where were you a year ago when the spotlights were off? Where will you be when when the spotlights are off, when the cameras are gone? Where will you be? Will you be in my community? Will you be in Compton, Watts, South Central? Would you be in Southeast, Chula Vista, Logan Heights? Would you be in the south side of Chicago? Would you be in Miami, Florida, Atlanta, Brownsville, Houston, New York City? Would you be in those communities on the ground floor showing people that you give a damn? I don't care if I can relate to you. I don't care if I feel anything like that gravitates me towards you. I just want to know, what will you do when everything is said and done? Even if you don't win, how much do you care about this community for, or anybody? What will you do and what have you done for me lately? So that's my that's my take on it that's my little bit of uh beginning of an episode there for talking with tomcat oh excuse me not talking with tomcat say that then um that's the new that's the new slogan say that then it's on anchor Uh, i think it gets posted to other places too um remember i'm always here you can hit me up at west coast tomcat on twitter um with all with anything things I need to do better things that you like things that you didn't like um you can also hit me up on my Instagram always moving on Instagram check me out um like I said convective clothing coming soon that's on Instagram too convective clothing brand um yeah and I I think I'll drop maybe two or three podcasts today just because it's been so long um and see where that goes so with that being said everybody have a blessed sunday thank you for listening and remember ask everybody ask anybody in these positions what have you done for me lately engage them on their response everybody have a blessed day i'll check you later